So we're going to be starting the fifth and final chedek of the Kazari. This is the last discussion between them in the Sefer. We've been the journey of first introducing the king to Yiddishkeit, which ended that the first Shah ended with his conversion. The second Shah is we wanted to understand more the principles of the Torah and Nashana Kodesh, which was the topic on its own right. The third Shah that we saw was. Uh, maybe more of a, a way to disprove the philosophers and the other branches of the Stoikim and the Beitosim and uh, the other, so to speak, uh, splinter groups which emerged from Yiddishkeit. The fourth Shari we spoke about is that Kazari wants to understand how Chazal understood creation and the physical world and where they got their knowledge from and how you know that they understood that, which we explained in detail. And now we come to the final Chedek of the Kuzari. Now the king is going to focus on in this shahar is about wanting to understand uh, uh, basically an explanation of spiritual concepts. He accepted that it's true and he was Megaya already, but he wants to explain. Like he's going to come back and say, can you explain to me more these spiritual concepts that I understand them better. So that's uh, the focus of the shahar. He says the final shahar of the Kuzari. And it starts with the king talking, Amar Kuzari. I'm unable not to impose on you. In other words, it's still important enough that I have to ask you. It will teach me, explain to me, things which are things that I can connect to, which are clear to me, on the principles of Imana. Things I'll be able to relate to. That I can say it first, like those who speak can in debate point and the prove a point in the dialogue. But here, Muteris Nishmi also. Only Mutter for me to hear them. Kashe Hayes and Muteris Lahol, you do awesome, just like it was Mutter for you to know them. In other words, he's not saying, I understand that there might be those concepts which we accept as a winner, but I'm not allowed to think about or ask about. But those things which you know about, which means it is mutter for a person to think about and to understand. So I want you to explain it to me as too. I should also understand. Because this is the main... Im lahamin bohem, or the the things which I just have to accept as a mother. Or the hashavalem, the things that I can argue about, that I can prove. And this is always really the... the Yerabira Levi is touching on the point of fundamental importance here, which is always the major question when it comes to a mother. And that is, is a person meant to just accept the principles of Imana? Or is it something a person is meant to understand and prove, and be able to understand and prove, and uh, not that's a lack of Imana if I look to explain and prove things? Or maybe it strengthens my Imana. Because now, uh, it's not something which I think, or I understand, or think something is the way it is, rather something that I'm, I'm very confident that it's the way it is. That's what he's asking. Are there, is there those principles in the Muna that you can explain to me, that I can understand, that I can discuss, I can prove, I can debate? He says, I'm missing the highest level of clarity in the without analysis, without discussing, without understanding it fully. As the Chacham knows, I've already had doubts about what the MS is. And I've heard the various other religions and philosophers and their opinions and what they think. So he said, I didn't accept that. The, the, the king and most of his nation are converted to Yiddishkeit. 
And he says, nevertheless, I still want to know better for myself something which I can clarify, I can understand a bit more fully, and I can rationalize what the answer is. And therefore, by totally, what's good for me is Elmad, I'll learn, there's Chayr, it'll sharpen my meeting knowledge, by Shabbos, a day, and I'll be able to retort, to respond to those days which are wrong, those days which are foolish. It says, as much as to be makabal something, to accept it is good, but it's only malayva tayyip. When a person is, 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 is comfortable with the knowledge, happy with the knowledge that it is right, but if a person is coming to argue and doesn't have that acceptance, so then it's better to be able to understand something. When you can use that ability to analyze something, understand it, and uh, use it to clarify your mind. And then a person will have the best of both options, which is, knowledge, and we accept this true at the same time. And this, like I said, is a fundamental point just today. Uh, one of my Tamilim is going out to uh, take a position in Berlin. So he got into a discussion with some of his students, or students to be, sounds like, and he came up very unsure of himself that, you know, the things that he said in his words, things which growing up as a from Jew we just take for granted, and of course it's like that because it's like that. Then you start talking to people who have never, never known, never thought like that, never grew up with that awareness. It's something like, who told you? How do you know? Why is it like that? And uh, for him it was a very, like, shattering experience because. He suddenly realized that the only thing I can say is because, well, that's what you've always done and that's what you always do. And when you have to confront somebody who didn't always know or do that, and they ask you, like, prove it to me, explain it to me, then they feel very much as a lack of what to say. Which is, Solomon Scully had this experience before he left, because it's uh, something which is exactly what the king is talking about over here, and that is, on the one hand, there's a benefit to things which we accept for Kabbalah and we assume to be true, and so we do them, and then we know the questions that, and so we're happy to, this is what we have thought, and this is what we know, and therefore we do, we're happy with that, and no one has any doubts about it. But on the other hand, like he says, when it comes to discussion, and um, you're confronted with people who don't necessarily accept that, then suddenly a person finds himself very unsure, or like, unable to explain it, unable to definitely explain it to somebody else, some of them are able to explain it to themselves. So that's why the Khazari says to the Chacham, I would want to bolster what I've, I've been taught is right, and I, what I accepted, what you did, with a knowledge, with an understanding. With an understanding. And now this is the big point. So it sounds like his acceptance is not... That it doesn't mean that if we're trying to understand, that we're basing our acceptance on our understanding. And if a Chacham, if you don't understand, we're not going to accept. No. We make up the Torah in its entirety. We know what's right. We make up that. But is the MS The fact that I can make it stronger in me and more clear to me, and uh, better understood by me, so for sure it adds a lot to the level of the Emunah, a level of, of that I'm confident what I'm understanding. I know what it means. It's not something which I don't really understand. I can only fall back on the fact that well, that's what we accept. That's what we know, without uh, any way to to back up or to prove or to explain or to understand what the Yisrael say when they are. And uh, like I said, you know, there's a lot of discussion about this. The Kachki Valtimir Aboy says, but I from Rabbi Shabira, that uh, the Chiyav of Imunah is Vashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashavashav
And the Chiva which most of the Mavacha is that even the things that I know and I accept is true, I have to work on making more a part of me. Actually, the most of the Mavacha means something which I'm more confident about, I'm more clear about, I'm more, I'm more accept because it's, it's more something which I can relate to. Rather than something which I, 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 I believe in but doesn't have the same connection. And uh, this is a big problem for many people because they've never gone that second step. In other words, they accept it because that's what they're told, and they know it's true because that's what they're told is true. But if you ask them, not only to debate the point, just to explain the point, many people can't do that. Many people can't do that, and that comes from a point of most people no, never thought about it. it. No one ever explained it to them. No one ever taught it to them. And therefore, it's assumed that they know it, and they assume that's what they meant to know, so that's what they do know. But uh, the knowledge is on the level of, I know that this is what I meant to know, rather than understanding it or explaining it. And that's the basic thing. And uh, the problem is that it's not missing in Emunah, the fact that I'm trying to understand it better, the fact that I do understand it better. Uh, and even though there was a big argument uh, between the Akronim, if a person is meant to have Emunah Pshuta or not, in other words, they should try and come to Emunah from Mechkar, which means from exploration, but uh, they're the argument with something else. It was uh, particularly focused on parts of the Shari Yichud of the Chayim which the Lachrim said not to learn, or the Maravach, which, uh, which uh, some Lachrim said not to learn. And the reason was because they held that the way to get to Emona isn't from the other side, from looking to learn the other, what, what the counter arguments against them when they were, and trying to work against that, to disprove it. Just like today, we wanted a person that the way to come to a Yiddish guy is to first understand Christianity or Islam or any other religion and disprove them. So that we don't have to do. We don't have to look in foreign fields to try and prove Emona. Rather, in other words, and even even then, it's not a really good proof. Just the fact that I can disprove everything else doesn't prove I'm right. It just proves they're wrong. The way to prove Emunah is from the Torah. And if we learn the Torah, the Torah itself gives us its proofs. And then we have to think about it, we have to understand it. And we have to use it and see that it proves the point. And uh, then it's not just the Emunah that we've accepted and have never thought about, but it's something which the more we think about and the more we understand, the more we can relate to it, and even what's more important than that, the more we can live with it, because we feel it. Because at the end of the day, when is something we meant to have the experience of the whole time, not just something we meant to know about in abstract terms. And that's very, very difficult if a person doesn't understand. And I'm talking about basic concepts anymore. I'll give you three or four examples, which are all mamish listed in the around the list of any mamish. Basic concepts of one which uh, I would venture to say, I can't guarantee the statistic is right, but from my experience and what people I've spoken to, I would say a majority of Kayashal don't understand. Don't understand. For example, one of the, anime, one of the, the most famous of all the Animamis is Animami Bimunashlam Bibiasa Mashiach. Now, what, what is that Imun in Mashiach? That what? Where, what's the Imun? That he's going to come. When is he going to come? Where, where, how, how soon can he come? When does he have to come by? How long does he have to last for? What's going to change when he comes? Why is it for guaranteed he's going to come? How can we prove that he's going to come? These are all basic questions which you want to have him in something. Which means I'm convinced 100% we should have come. Now, I could, I could accept that as Kabbalah and say, I don't know what that means. But I know it'll be good. Something called Mashiach or someone called Mashiach will come. It'll all be good. When, how, what, what's going to be different when he comes? How's he going to come? What's going to make him come? I don't know. It's a different I know he's going to come. Which I say is like the moment we're all the Kabbalah and we're told that Mashiach's coming and waiting for him. And that's good. But if you ask somebody, um, tell me something, what's going to change when Mashiach comes? 
going to change Mashiach comes? That's something to talk about. And what you got to ask somebody, is there a time when Baweni has to come? Is there a... Oh, so then there are a lot of things which basically people don't know. And uh, again, I'm not saying you don't answer my meaning without that. But I'm saying the Emunah isn't as real as if you understand exactly why it has to happen, what Mukhrach, it has to happen. And when it has to happen bad, and what has, what's going to change, it makes it much more real to me. That's uh, the easiest example. Let's give another example. But, but the, like... When it has to happen by is different than why does it have to happen? They're two different questions. They're both the answers. If you're saying, I'm going to, I'm Yami, I'm Munash, I'm the Mashiach's coming. So that's bad. Let's explain. Even if we're trying to explain, what's the Munash? How can you be guaranteed Mashiach's going to come? Uh, maybe we don't deserve it. Maybe Kalash will do things wrong. Uh, what's the guarantee? Christians claim that. Okay, so what's the guarantee? What's the proof that they're wrong? We're not talking about actually meeting the Christian who's going to tell it to you in your face, but just for yourself, what's the guarantee? And not just Christians, other people too. They say, yeah, look, 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 look at where the Jewish people are holding today. You really believe that you deserve Mashiach, or whatever other way, whichever other way the question is going to come. So what's the answer? And that's the confidence of the person's in The answer is, yes, I do. So I have to explain it. Or the other example is that the Torah is given a high if you know that the Torah is given to Moshe Sinai, was the same Torah was given to Moshe Sinai, nothing was added, nothing was changed. That's the basis, of, that's the principle of Imunah. And when people are saying, no, I don't think so, maybe it came later, maybe people adapted it, maybe it was changed, maybe it's like this. So how confident are we on being able to say, we can prove you wrong. We can prove you wrong. We know that the Torah we got now is provable, that it was the same Torah we got at Sinai. Nothing happens along the way. Now, a person can accept it as Imunah, but it's much more a part of a person when he has the combination of the Kabbalah and the idea of the Yachat. Not that the idea is, which means that if we don't understand, we're not going to accept. For sure we accept. But we're going to back up that acceptance with the idea, and it makes it much, much more powerful. Okay, so therefore, so therefore that's what the, the king is asking for as well. He's already been Makabal the Imun, he's already converted even. He says, I want to understand it better. I want to understand it better, I want to be able to you know, to prove the points, to to resolve them for myself in a way that they're more clear to me. So that's uh, what the king asks for. So now it's a bit interesting the way, the way that the Chacham is going to answer. Amar Umidano, who do we have? The Nefesh, in the Nefesh of a person, which is Severus. Which can accept. It isn't niftes, it isn't seduced by whatever other opinions it hears. From people who have opinions that come from, from understanding the nature, or if it's Dagnini, those people who are astrologers who want to understand from the stars, or by the people who try to predict the future, by the Khashmi, people using witchcraft, people who didn't believe in the world being created. Well, the philosophy of Rasa's is awesome. And other people's minds can get seduced by all these various other groups and other uh, opinions and other ideologies. And he won't come to Emunah until he's gone through all the different options of Apikosis that there are. In other words, the people who think, well, let's, let's examine all the options and then we'll look at that. 
So we'll, we'll, we'll consider each option and see what they have to say and try to understand it. And then make up for our minds if it's right or it's wrong. And uh, the problem with that, Ma'achayim Ktsarim Ba'amalachim Rubin. The person's knife isn't long enough for that. So the person's going to try and, and, uh, and uh, rationalize every possible alternative before they decide what they think the embassy is. They're not going to finish. There's, the knife isn't long enough to go through all the options that, that humanities come up with. Isn't that what Yisrael did? His, his he, uh, there were people who tried to do that, yes. Yisrael, but they wasted a lot of their lives in that. They wasted a lot of their lives in that. Now, maybe Yisrael is a guy who wasn't put in their money, so he's not going to, going to be held accountable for all the years he wasted in examining different options. But for sure, for somebody who is a Jew already, and already converted, so to spend the time trying to uh, analyze all the different options, is uh, it's, it's wasting one's life on... And things which is just going to disprove. So what did you get? Now, that the, this isn't such a foreign argument. You have people that say it's there as well. You say, well, you promised me one, right? Maybe someone else will try something different. You know, I'm, I'm going to list all the all the options first. What's the answer to that? What's the way? What's the way? How would you answer such a person? That's enough. I have to hear both sides of the story. You know, I can hear what you have to say, and you have that to say. So really, the answer to this is what the Kazari himself said right at the beginning of the set. And that is that every, not everybody, but at least let's say that the two other big religions of the world, Islam and Christianity, both start from the point of the term. They maybe diverge from that point, but they start different. Now, let's start with, so let's start at the same point. Islam starts from Yeah. So it starts from, let's start from the same point. Let's start from the same point. If they all believe in Kabbalah, Satara, they all believe in Yeah, they have to. I've been because I can't deny that. So let's start from that starting point, and now let's start the other way around. Let's take, let's, let's take, let's start with the uh, understanding that there's only one MS. There's only one truth, there's only one real religion. So you're not going to assume that they're lots, because if a person is going to assume that they're lots, then there's no point checking them all out, because maybe they're all right. So if, you, if the idea of checking out is that which is the truth, which is the real one, then by definition, what that means is only one can be right. Which means anyone which can't be right has to be able to disprove. Okay, good. So it's all the Yiddish guy. I think they all be true, just depends what talks to you. No, so that's what I said. So then, so then why, why bother to look at the other ones? If, 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 if Yiddish guy talks to you, do this. The, 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 the Hanukkah they have, they have to see all the options. They're coming from the point of, well, you know, one has to be right, and we want to discuss which is the right one. So I say, okay. You might be right, there's only one true religion. So let's start with Yiddish Christ, that's just the best religion. You know what, if you prove it wrong, we're going to say something else. In the meantime, let's assume that's right. Until you prove it wrong, then, by definition, there's only one right. So if you can't prove it wrong, then it's going to be the right one. What did Isaiah the prophet say? I mean, I've already said that. Didn't he say something about Christianity? It's not something about Christianity, but uh, in order to accept his right, you have to say that Yiddish Christ is wrong. Because it can't Isaiah be... Said that New, new testament. So, yeah, we claim it isn't a new one. So now first prove us wrong, and then you can look for something else. So um, is, uh, don't they have rise from the scriptures? And... They don't. They don't. Or but they uh, sorry. Don't they claim to have? Yes, they claim to do. Like we know. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not answer you. They need to find those rise for exactly the same reason. It can't be that both are right. They they completely cancel each other out. The Torah says that this is a, this is a, this is what Hashem wants for people, and that will never change. And Christ will always be the chosen nation, and this is a, and they still have the Torah until today. And the Christians come along and say, no, Hashem changed his mind. They kicked them out. He chose us instead. So they directly contradict you. It can't be both. Okay. So then, which one's right? So 
and therefore the Christians are always trying to prove that they're right because and that the Torah is wrong because they can't accept both. It's so it's contradictory. They also understand that. Okay? So let's start from the starting point. And that is, let's see if you can prove the Torah wrong. So let's start with that. Because if you can't, then there's no reason to assume anything else happens. You also agree that, that that was the original. Good. So you want to you want to prove to me that it's no longer right? Prove it to me. Try. Try to prove to me that the Torah is wrong. And what the, what will they do? They will try and find Yipsukim, which in their mind think that is pointing to the fact that uh, they, that uh, what they believe in is true. Okay. So that's what you're trying to prove it to me from. It's very simple. Look up every single Basak inside. Look what the Basak says, and you'll see that the most of them are either taken out of context or they didn't translate them properly. They're all mistakes. They're all mistakes. Every single one. And that's how they trust that they're up when I mean, right. They've got 24, 20 seconds. They go through each time. And no, no, 20. I think it's about 20 seconds. which always go back to the same list. And uh, basically, if you're not sure, look at the Basak inside and see, does it prove anything? And you don't have to be like an experienced Tanakh to see that there has absolutely nothing to do with what they're talking about. Nothing to do with what they're talking about. And okay, so then you can't, so then you go to the same point. If you can't prove Yiddishkeit's wrong, so why should I listen to something else? Why well, not start backwards and try and think maybe what else could be right, and then see, now that's wrong, so we'll come back to the starting point. We'll start from the beginning. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, again, it's, it's a safe way of working because, like we said, though those are learning we held that a person isn't meant to try and look, to come to the MS from foreign sources. Like to try and disprove of a desire to come to the MS. But you don't need to do that. Because uh, we can start from the Torah. We can start from the Torah. And the more we can prove the Torah, so the matter that there isn't anything you can compete. And then I'll just, we can do it very quickly. It doesn't take a long time. And uh, the, way, the way we always start, we're trying to prove that the, the, we're not talking about Hashem now or the creation, we're talking about the Torah. If we ask which religion do we know is true, the Torah is true. What's the proof? Very simple. My name is Hassan. It's not a new proof, it's a, well, it's a very, very well known proof. Just the person to think about it because the more they understand, the more they can answer the questions which people are going to ask them. And that is, we know 600,000 people. All, uh, Moshe tells them, You all saw Hashem speak to you. You all heard his voice. You all saw the thunder and the lightning. You all died and were brought back to life. And they all accept it. Uh, if it wasn't true, you can never ever convince people, definitely not such a big amount of people, that they experienced something they didn't experience. It's absolutely not, it's absolutely impossible. But you're saying the questions of the Muslims are based on this also. Which is why, uh, number one, that you can't you can't do that if it didn't happen because people are going to accept it. You can't tell me I did something which I didn't do. I want, and definitely not a big amount of people. So I won't accept that. So what are we going to say? But and uh, on the other hand, it's so strong that such a proof you can't deny it happened. If there are hundreds of thousands of people being right there, yes, we all saw this. What you're going to say, they all made it up. It's impossible. And therefore, we see two things. Every religion after you discuss, number one has to accept what Torah happens. They can't deny it. It's impossible to deny it. Because how, do you put it, how could you make such a thing if it didn't happen? So as much as it's not in their interest to accept that there was Matan Torah, because it's really working against them. But as much as it wasn't in their interest, they don't have a choice. You can't deny such a thing. But the first, second question is, okay, so if it happened once, why didn't it happen twice? If Hashem could do it one time when He chose the Jews, now what you're going to have to claim is it's true that happens, but later on there was a change. And that's what they all say, whether it's the Christians or the Baha'is or the Muslims or any of the other religions which came after Yiddish Kaita, all have to go the same route. 
you can't deny it. it happened. Yes, there was Matan Torah. The Jews were the chosen nation, but it changed. So what's the obvious question? Who told you it changed? How do you know? If Hashem could uh, pull it off once and show everybody, this is what I want, so then he should have come back a second time and said, guys, I've changed my mind. And show everybody again. And no one ever did that. No one even claimed to do it. No. The highs also are yes, they have no choice. And all the cults, all these... Uh... But, 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 the cults are a different story because they aren't trying to explain what happened in the world. They they have their own love for serving Hashem. It's, they have some spiritual thing that they think they're connecting to. It's not sort of religion in that sense. But uh, the obvious question is, you know, Yashka, why do you do the same thing? Convince people that they saw this. Anything, Muhammad, anyone you want to bring, convince, you know, tell your make it something that your followers can see too. And none of them ever did that. Muhammad, the whole religion is based on what he saw in his dreams. He never did a thing which anybody saw, except what he saw in his dream. Yashka, the same thing. Uh, there's no major revelation to anybody. I mean, we're talking about big amounts of people. Maybe today there are a billion Christians in the world. In his own lifetime, he had 12 people, that's all. And he couldn't even do something which the 12 of them agreed that they saw. So, you think about the scale of proportion. You can't do something for 12 people to agree that they saw the same thing. And here, Moshe is saying to 600,000 men, you all saw this. How do, you, how do you explain it? We don't have to go further than that. Because if you can't answer the question, then why should I accept anything else that even is having made of being true? The Chinese, Confucian, and Shinta, all these things are also based No, because they were That's Avodah Zara in the old style of Avodah Zara. That's Avodah Zara that they used to worship other, like spiritual, Korechas that they knew about. It's more pagan, right? It's pagan, 100% it's pagan. It's the different forces and different deities and different things which there was in the world and still exists in the world, Hinduism and these things. Vedism, that's real Vedism. I'm saying any religion which comes after the Torah, so it's very simple. So we don't have to go very far to, to try and disprove them. The first thing is, how do you disprove us? How do you disprove us? If I was looking up from the outside, so, and I know that Matan Torah was something everybody saw, and now some individual comes along and tells me, by the way, things from now things are going to be different. From now on there's a new religion. And as a logical person, why would I accept that? How do I know you're telling the truth? This I know is true. You also know this is true. This has been something which everyone's aware of. And now you're coming and telling me, no, by the way, I was told to change something. Why should I accept it from you? It made sense in the old world. What made sense? Some of the thing is, this we know is true. This has been accepted. This is always done. So someone comes along and tells, tells me, from now on it's going to be different. Why should I listen to you? Why should I accept you to your act? Prove it to me. And again, you don't have to make it too difficult. We can think about ourselves. Imagine somebody will come to us who don't recognize him with a long white beard and a, and a, a holy looking individual and say, I was told to tell everybody that from now on we have to stop keeping Shabbos. What do we say to this man? We say, Oh, you're crazy. We've been keeping Shabbos for always. Why should we stop? I was told. Who told you? How do we believe you? Why should I accept such a thing? We've never done that before, so why should I listen to you? Prove it to me. No, no, I was told. That means nothing. We don't to listen to such a person. So when these people came along and did exactly that, why would anyone listen to them? They have no proof, they have nothing to back them up, no witnesses, no evidence, nothing they can show for themselves. So why would anybody accept it? And if Ben thinks about it a little bit, it's so illogical. I don't have to disprove anything more. I just have to show you from this point one it doesn't start. Why would anyone listen? Why would anyone accept it? And as I said, that's, that's where you add the idea to the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah we have already, what you know is right. The idea is if more person thinks about it and understands it better, then it makes it so much more clear. 
It's not that they're different religions, but we happen to be Jewish. We have to be accepted. It's just, it's, it's, it's even too stupid to think of that. What, where did you come from? If it wouldn't stand up in any court of law, you have no proof to anything. You have no, no basis for what you're saying. Why would I accept something different? And when it's that clear to a person, so we made it. And there's no, there's nothing to examine. There's no other side. That's what he talks about. The idea of connecting the idea to the Kabbalah. Because I want him, you should know that people who are going to examine all the other options, they're going to waste their lives uh, trying to trying to disprove everything. That's not the way to do it. That's true. But if we go back to the basic point, what, 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 no, first disprove us, then you'll see that's impossible. So there's no further discussion. That makes it very clear.